taste of dragon's gaming podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of dragon's gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you renegades listen to. This week, the legendary druids are having trouble parking the rockets. The news is too overwatch, too furious. Our topic is endless. And our dragon this week is one of the most vocal people around, voiceover maven, Jennifer Hale. And as always, my name is Brian. I'm Amanda. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. Hey, guys. What up? Well, unfortunately, Troy's not with us this week. He's going to be missing the next couple of podcasts, unfortunately. But he's doing he's doing great things. He got right? a job. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay, work. He's like working and stuff. <laughs> he is, he is. And to start us off this week, we'd like to wish a very happy birthday to a fellow dragon, Lewis. Yay! Ooh. Happy birthday! Lewis, it's your birthday. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> we miss you, Lewis. We do, we do. He'll be back. He'll be back eventually. I promise. He's he's the, he's the chosen one. He's the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but... I do still want to start off with a question for you guys. So, what fast food restaurant or even regular restaurant would you like to see in an out-of-place game for no rhyme or reason? It doesn't have to be like a reason in game. It could just be anything. So, like, for me, I would love to see a Chili's in a Fire Emblem game. (laughs) Just because the names are just synergy, you know? (laughs) Okay. Okay. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um... Man, this is a tough question. Okay. I think I want a White Castle in Demon Souls. Okay. I want that to be one of the ways you die, though. <laughs> like you resurrect at White Castle? Yeah. <laughs> it's both a resurrection item and an instant death item. Like, it's both. <laughs> this is actually where all the souls are kept. <laughs> I feel like Starbucks would fit really well into the new Pokemon game. It's so trendy. I feel like you could put it in there. Ooh. People wouldn't even notice. They'd just go get a coffee. That's true. Yeah. Especially in Pokemon Snap, the way that, that that professor has built his hut, I can absolutely see a Starbucks oh, yeah. in there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> just sit there, sip some coffee. Oh, and then you could just put Pokemon Cafe in the game. I mean, oh, no one wants exactly. that, but you could. <laughs> no, no, no. You know he's not employing Pokemon. You know no. he's employing his only assistant. <laughs> only like, assistant. Hey, go make me a Frappuccino. She's the only barista. The only assistant that's dying to go out into the field and take pictures <laughs> of Pokemon. But somehow, Professor Mirror is going... Hey, new person that just came in, why don't you go out instead of this person that's been on the island for the past three and a half years? We, we should have known not to trust him. He's not named after a tree. That is it's very true. true. Bingo. Yeah. For me, um, man, I lost my train of thought. Damn. Oh, no. That's what White Castle does. <laughs> that's what White Castle does. Uh, no, I I want... Oh, man, it's going to come back to me later on in the episode, and then I'm going to go ahead and just blurt it out. So That's <laughs> yes. fine. It, it'll, it, it'll just have is to it happen. Isn't an Outback Steakhouse? It's itself? not an Outback Steakhouse. I don't just eat Outback Steakhouse, guys. I've never seen you eat anywhere else. It's true. Okay, th- you're not wrong. <laughs> 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 no, okay. Now I remember now. Okay. Okay. So uh, when I when I lived in Los Angeles and I spent some time up in San Francisco, there's a restaurant called Rock Bistro. Rock Bistro is famous for just bringing a lava rock to your table and you cooking like luxurious meats on that rock. Okay. Right? Okay. To your liking. But they have luxurious and very exotic meats. I want to see a Rock Bistro in Animal Crossing. (laughs) That's dark. (laughs) That's cool. Your neighbors go missing and then they have new menu items. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like you see a new plot of land. And then there's a new menu item, and you're like, "Oh, wait a second, what happened? Where, where did, where did that eagle go? I, I just complained about his shirt. Why is I didn't? That doesn't mean to cook him. All right, <laughs> uh, that's that's amazing. I was actually thinking you might go the Breath of the Wild route. Oh yeah, because Link already cooks on like a hot stone. But I like where you went. Yeah, that's even yeah. better. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Well, you know what? Let's get into our games this week. What are you playing? Oh, man. That was weird. It's so weird. We're so used to like Troy leading the way. Got that deep bass. The deep bass and everything. Oh, man. It's 
Yeah, it's going to be weird. But, uh, you know, Hassel, would you like to start us off this week? Yeah, I can definitely start you guys off. So here we go. Ready? I played Ground Zeroes for a grand total of two and a half hours on Friday, and then I went back to playing Rocket League. <laughs> so today I'm going to be talking about Rocket League, even though you went back to that Ground Zero itself. Exactly. Uh, the, no. the the podcast people can't see how happy he is to know that we don't want him to talk about Rocket League, but he's going to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Overwatch to my Troy. Yes. Okay. Yes. Like I can't I can't let it go. It's so bad. Um, no, but so news this week. Um, I actually made it to platinum level. Ooh. Yeah, something that I had never done before, and I have no idea why I decided that, you know what, this week is the week that I'm going to go ahead and put in, like, so many hours. I'm going to have my significant other just be 100% aggravated with the amount of hours I'm spending on Rocket League. And, and, I'm gonna... and will continue to be while listening to this podcast. <laughs> to this so she's podcast. still in arbitration with Rocket right, League. Yeah. <laughs> Her, her and Rocket League are right now, like, like trying to figure out, like, a custody battle of me. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket League's winning, isn't it? Uh, Jimmy's like, right I now, get yes. his cell on Tuesdays and Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> so so what I'm hearing is during our big anniversary episode, when Jem Beeb is on with us, she's going to tell us about this week. Yeah. Probably. More uh, than likely. Yeah. I just finished this past semester school, so, like, it was such a weird feeling to come back, like, home from work and not have to do any homework, right? And, like, uh-huh. I was like, oh, I've got a couple of hours to kill. Let me let me, let me pop, a, pop in that Rocket League. Not really popping because it's downloaded onto all of my systems. <laughs> so, I'm like, yeah, let me, let me go ahead and play a couple of quick rounds. And, yeah, uh, I actually made it to Platinum Level 3. Nice. So, I've been very happy. I feel a sense of completion from it. Nice. But let's be real. I'm not done with this game. (laughs) (laughs) I have a question. What is Platinum Level 3? Okay. So, in Rocket League, when you go into the ranked matches, uh, they they kind of, like, rank you based on, like, your skill level. And it starts with uh, Bronze. Then it goes Silver. Then it goes Gold. And then it goes Platinum. And each one of these has five levels. So you could be like bronze level five or like gold level three. And I've always been like gold four for the longest time. Like I could never get above that. And all of a sudden this week I made it up to platinum three. So your boy's on the up and up again. (laughs) How long before they start paying you to play Rocket League? Uh, You know, it's let's just say that I'm I'm probably another like six years away. Oh, okay. okay. Life goals. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they are big in the e-games, like e-sports and stuff like that. So, like, if I if I do have to become an e-sports athlete, I mean, I'm going to make that sacrifice for my family. So so will they send you a rocket car if you're hired to practice Why do I, in? Okay, so I feel like you're making fun of me a little bit, Amanda. <laughs> and I don't appreciate this. But at the same time, I hope that they sent me a rocket car. <laughs> It's going to be a rocket RC car, but that's still yes. awesome. That'd be, oh, that'd it would be still cool. be I mean, awesome. Okay. Still very dangerous, but yes. So side note, yesterday while we were playing TKO on stream, one of the last drawings that I drew was of two lobsters with wheels fighting <laughs> over a soccer ball. And it was Rock Lobster League. Yay! <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and I never got to share it with you guys. And I'm, well, I'm glad that. you did now. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was my game this week, Rocket League. Awesome. So that was Rocket League. And then what about you, Amanda? What did you play this week? This week I played Assassin's Creed Wrath of the Druids, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla DLC. Wrath of the Druids, that sounds like very mystical and magical, was it? Uh, Yes, and also like... I don't know. I feel like the druids were ancillary. I know they're a big part of like the story and stuff, but uh, they they just felt very uh, I don't know generic NPC to me. But that I very much enjoyed the DLC. Druids aside, um, the you got a bunch of new armor sets. I think you got like six armor sets. It was absolutely wow. ridiculous. I expected one, and I was surprised when there were two, and then they just kept coming. Like there were so many, I didn't <laughs> have time to fully enjoy one armor set before I had unlocked another one. Mm. If you liked going into new lands and exploring new areas in Valhalla then absolutely get Ireland. It doesn't look too too different. It's not like a huge departure because they are like 
two countries right next to each other but it's so it's (laughs) it's so pretty obviously all the synchronization points are just take your breath away and everything's so green and vibrant and beautiful and there's like really interesting like circle motifs i don't want to get too much into the art of it but they have like um like fairy uh circles fairy stones fairy circles it's a thing uh like circles of stones uh yes yes uh although i think the one from outlander is large standing stones but fairy circles are traditionally like small stones um bad luck to walk through them it doesn't matter this isn't about the game uh but all of the (laughs) art is very beautiful and they they the thing that Assassin's Creed does so well is they do things that aren't required for the game that you'll just like run past something and it'll be like it'll mean something it'll be pretty and you can just kind of enjoy that I thought the main story was very good I did finish it so I got I got the ending I won't talk about that today I won't ruin it for anybody um but that was very good (laughs) uh you got a new oh I can't oh should I say Hang on a second before before you go you go any further. Uh, is this something that people can play without beating like the game? Is this DLC that can like actually like mesh into your ongoing campaign? Asking for a friend who might be me who never finished Valhalla. <laughs> I appreciate that. Also, I don't think you need to beat the main campaign because you leave from a place in your your main camp. So as long as you have the main camp then I can't see why you would be landlocked out of this. Um, it doesn't okay, obviously cool. doesn't refer to main, the main story in this DLC, but I don't. there's no reason why this has to be afterwards. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but you did unlock something brand new. You unlocked a new weapon type, and it's Ooh. so cool. So you got a bunch of new animations with it. I'm not going to talk too much about it so that if you're going to play it, it doesn't ruin it for you. But um, if you are going to buy the DLC, like... All the new weapons are great. All all the new armor is great. Like there's some new stylized stuff, and it's just like, poof, new content. I think I played it too fast. I, I'm a little. I want more of it now, and there's no more, which makes me sad. Uh, but it was very good. I have a question. Yeah, yeah. So, is there anybody new for Avor to romance in this yes, new area? Yes, there is. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't fulfilled my need for there to be a competent male female relationship in this game, but you know, they did a very good job on the romanceable character. Awesome. Love That's it. That's great. All right. So that was Assassin's Creed Wrath of the Druids? Yes. Assassin's Creed Valhalla Wrath of the Druids, right? Thank right? you. Yes. I knew I was forgetting <laughs> one of the colons or whatever it is. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you know, I'll go next. The game I played this week was Mass Effect Legendary Edition. This is a game that collects Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. It remasters them, uh, so they all have updated graphics. And then it also goes back and corrects some of the the issues that that were with them. So, like, in Mass Effect 3, uh, you got to customize your Shepard a little Mm -hmm. bit more than Mass Effect 2 or 1, especially number 1. So they went back and they added those options into it. So you could customize your Shepard from the very beginning and have all those options. Uh, which I thought that was a really nice touch. Uh, They went back and they changed uh, Mass Effect 1's combat uh, to be much more like two and three, uh, Mass Effect One, the combat was very, very like, I don't want to say sloppy, but I mean it was the first game. They right, were, they were right. doing something completely brand new, so, but they, you know they obviously iterated on it in two and three, so they went back and they fixed that at least a little bit. Did but, they remaster the cutscenes and stuff? Yes, yes. All of the cutscenes are upscaled. They're all mm-hmm. well done, uh, better done, more well done. <laughs> done better. Done better. They are all done. Better. Are they medium rare? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well uh, done. I like. I like my cutscenes medium rare. Actually, yeah. I think medium rare is the correct way to yeah, put yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's the only way. It's the only, the only way, way to, to eat it. <laughs> only way to eat a cutscene. Yes, uh, and then they also did fix a couple of the problematic like camera angles in Mass Effect Two specifically. Uh, there was a lot of shots of. Uh, there's a character named Miranda mm-hmm. ah. who is, you know. An amazing character, I will say. And there was a lot of shots of her posterior <laughs> where it's like facing it's facing Shepard, the main character, but it's from behind her down real low for no reason. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds like a Kojima tactic. <laughs> yes, definitely Kojima tactic. <laughs> I didn't, so they changed some of those angles. Yeah. I didn't realize those angles were like a, a thing until I just I, I guess I'm more conscious about it now and I replayed Marvel yeah. Solid Four and I was like, Oh my god, what Kojima? What? <laughs> it's I guarantee you were probably just as conscious when you were younger about it. It was for a totally different reason. <laughs> yes. Probably. More than likely. Whereas most likely for Amanda and I, we still feel the same way when we see that stuff. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why? So 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 Brian, Brian, yes. how sad 
are you about Morton? Have you gotten to it yet? I, I don't know why you'd want to relive that moment. Okay. So right now I'm in Mass Effect 2. I beat Mass Effect 1 in uh, three days. Actually, it was about two. But let's just say three days. Uh, I beat Mass Effect 1, did everything in it, did all the side quests, did all the stuff I wanted to. Um, and so now I'm in Mass Effect 2. And I'm really looking forward to playing Mass Effect 2 over again because they have all the DLC included with all the games. In the first one, there was only one piece of DLC, and I did play that the first time around. In Mass Effect 2, I didn't play any of the DLC. Oh, nice. So I'm looking forward to doing all of those because I think there's like four pretty good chunks of DLC in the second one. And they one. have d- downloadable characters that you got after the yeah. fact. So if you didn't, so if you play with them during the game, even from the beginning, the experience is t- entirely different. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, both of those characters, one of them, uh, you can get both of them from the very beginning. And one of them is in the main, like you're pretty much your first uh, place you go to. Is it is the Prothean, to... Prothean guy? Uh, yes, Zahid. Yeah, he's very important. What Everything he says yes. in cutscenes is just magnificent. How how he wasn't in the original game, I don't know. I agree, yeah, because he, he has like a very unique character as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. And all of his, like, like when you go talk to him in the actual ship itself, great dialogue yeah all his exposition is so important (laughs) yeah i'm like very sad i didn't play as you know didn't play with him the first go around uh so yeah i'm looking forward most to this i'm only about like eight hours into the second uh mass effect 2 and i'm in the middle of morden's loyalty mission right now so yeah i know i i I do remember his his loyalty mission the first time around i just forgot how long it was (laughs) i am the very model of a (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you guys haven't played mass effect none of this makes sense but for those of you have you're welcome listen as someone as someone who's never played mass effect i'm having a great time right now (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad yeah stop Uh, what you're doing go play mass effect oh okay like right now mass effect right now yeah, okay. right now, Stop right now. Just get off the Mass podcast and go. <laughs> Bioware's uh, the best. Mass Effect, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mass Effect 1, I actually was planning on doing things differently. So the first time around, I killed off Ashley, and I kept Caden, and I killed off the council. So I was like, right. okay, this time around, I'm going to romance somebody else. So I romanced uh, Liara She's cool. instead of Caden. And I was like, all right, I'm going to kill off Caden, though. He's, you know, I'm going to keep Ashley. And then as I played the game, I remembered why I killed off Ashley to begin with. Because she's so xenophobic. Yeah. <laughs> and so anti-aliens. It's completely throws me off. And it's just like, oh, wow. Oh, oh weird. Like, you kind of have a reason for it, Ashley. But like, oh, wow, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I replay a game and you're going to like, no, I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to play evil this time. You get like one mission in and you're like, nope, same game. <laughs> yep, same game, same game. But so I did end up killing her off again. But I did end up saving the council this time, so I'm looking forward to see how that goes through into two and three, That's cool. uh, and seeing how that works out. But I- I'm I'm loving the game. Uh, I'm definitely going to be pl- talking about this for the next week or two on the podcast. So just to forewarn you guys, <laughs> uh, sorry, Joe. I've been playing Mass Effect like every single day for a lot of hours. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Of it's hours. a lot to take in. Our roommates have gotten really into it, though. Like Yay! one of them comes home from work. She goes, "What have you done today? What has happened? Who's alive? Who's not alive?" She's very invested. <laughs> it's a really good story. Did you, she's like did you get that scientist that was doing those things to those people i was like not yet and then Ooh. finally I was like yes i got it she's like oh how did it end so. <laughs> that's awesome but have you shown yeah. them rocket league <laughs> <laughs> uh this is uh, a different version of rocket league got it. Right. okay uh, got it's it. just in space yeah. you know it's actual rockets. all the rockets are people <laughs> and all the leagues are bad guys and space <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Loved it. Let's do it. Uh, so that was my game, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, and it's amazing. And then finally, Joe, what are you going to be talking about this week? All right. So I could go into some long, boring diatribe about how I am still grinding Pokemon Snap and <clears throat> of the Assassin's Creed game that I started that I will talk about in a different week when I'm done <laughs> romancing people or, or you know, any of these other games, but I'm not going to. You know what I'm going to talk about? What's that? It's going to be this really stupid game on my phone. Ooh. I have insomnia. I've been awake a lot. So for the from like around 1 o'clock in the morning to about 3 o'clock in the morning, I have a new game that I've been playing. It's really dumb if you if you have an iPhone. I, I do believe it's on everything, but I, I have an iPhone. I've been playing this stupid game called Parking Jam. It's a backwards puzzle game. They give you a parking lot full of cars that are all messed up, and you got to find a way to get the cars out of the parking oh, lot. Oh, is it the slidey and one? It, yes! Oh. It's one of those dumb slidey games. I 
love just repetitive grindy games like that to like tune out I don't even think it's just it's a puzzle and I'm just doing a puzzle that's it and for about two hours every night for this week that is what I have done to try and go to sleep it doesn't work but I really <laughs> enjoy these puzzles they, they added a, a little granny who walks around the parking lot and you can't hit her with the cars or you lose the level that's funny they added all these dumb scenery things that you get like I honestly have no idea why this game has captured my attention but it has and I am enjoying it <laughs> it is a very mindless completely unnecessary thing to be doing with two hours of my time while I can't sleep I could be doing something productive but instead I am undoing parking jams and parking lots you're welcome Joe I have a question yes how did you come across Parking Jam? Uh, okay. I was playing an equally as stupid game on my phone. <laughs> did the ads get you? Did the ads get you? It did. I had to watch that ad so many times. And then when I saw the ad, there was like a little granny in a, in a, in a walker going through the parking lot. I'm like, well, I have to know what the story with this granny is. Mm-hmm. So last week I was playing a game. I think it's called like Match Tile 3D or something stupid <laughs> like that. And if these stupid games would just be $3 games right? instead of $6 games to get rid of ads, I would give them my $3. <laughs> $6 is too much. So that game got me. Uh, I, I think actually that game might have been an ad on a different game I was playing as well. I went down like an ad. I, I've had oh, insomnia. No. I'm not making good choices, oh, no. guys. None of these choices are good. <laughs> but Match Tile 3D, also equally as stupid a game. But it's, it's a dumb puzzle. It's enjoyable. I can mindlessly sit there and boop, boop, boop. That's it. There we are. I love. Uh, I saved a granny. <laughs> I love that, like the story about how you got there. Because if you go into the app store and you just type in "parking jam," you get "parking jam 3D," "parking panic," uh, Whoa. "escape car quest," "parking Whoa. mania." You get "park master," <laughs> "doctor parking 4. Is, is "park master" like oh. "lore master" or like "page master"? I have no idea, but then you. <laughs> I think I need to play Doctor Parking Number Four, though. I think that one's a winner for me. Oh my god! It's just like there are so many parking games, and you're like, "What? <laughs> like, how did Joe land on this one?" Or how is there right? even one parking game? Who was like, "Man, you know what I love? Parking." <laughs> Parking. I, I love parking jams so much that I want to undo them. And you know what? Ever since I started driving to Miami, I think this has become like the thing. Like I feel like I'm doing some good in my own life. <laughs> I'm undoing it now. Yeah, you move there. You move there. Just get out of the way. Get out of the way. <laughs> don't hit that granny. No, the roads don't make any sense. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Bingo. I love it. Awesome. So you're welcome. Parking gym. Enjoy trying to figure out which one. I'm down. <laughs> I'm downloading it right now. Well, one of them. I don't know which one. <laughs> I will put. I will put which one it is in Discord later tonight. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> and anyone else out there in podcast land that would like to join our Discord, you are more than welcome to. I will be adding this app and its goofiness in there. Join me. Enjoy. Amazing. All right. So that was parking jam. Is that your jam, Joe? Oh, it's my jam. <laughs> Puzzle games that have endless possibilities and the same thing happening over and over again. Coins. Do you unlock things? Is there a Japanese area to unpark cars from? I'm there. Is it your jam sandwich? Very, very on brand. <laughs> so that will do it for our games. Now that brings us to our news segments. Oh, wait. Sorry. News. 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 Uh, we're and so Troy week, dependent. Yeah, Troy's there is very much the glue that holds us together <laughs> musically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to start this week with the biggest game that everyone has been waiting for, and it's finally got a release date. That's right. On November 11th, Grand Theft Auto V is getting released for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Whoa! Woo? Finally! Woo? Wow! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> About time! <laughs> I will have to say, like, you know, that's one of my favorite games. I think it came out on the PS3 originally. It came on the PS3 oh and the Xbox 360. Oh my god! <laughs> I think uh, I think three iterations of of Grand Theft Auto came out. I think Grand Theft Auto 3, 4, and 5 all came out on the PS3, Xbox 360 era. And then in three generations of console, one game has come out. Wow. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's it's a 10-year-old game, guys. 
10-year-old game. Rockstar's just milking it. Just making all that money from Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. They're making so much money from that. They're just like, eh, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> and the Grand Theft Auto Online community is, like, massive. It is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And when uh, when the game does come out uh, for the PS5 and Xbox Series X, I think on the PS5, uh, Grand Theft Auto Online is going to be free for the free, for the first three months. So you don't even need to purchase the game. You can It's a separate download that you can have, and you can play for free for three nice. months. Yeah. And then next on the docket is in South Korea, a bill has been proposed to make it illegal to shut down an esports league without an announcement or an attempt to sell it to a different company. The congressman that sponsored the bill noted that many of their youth dedicate many hours and years to specific games and that there should be some sort of protection from a company doing like what Blizzard did to the Heroes of the Storm esports league. Uh, when they shut it down, like, effective immediately and leaving, like, hundreds of people without a job, like, overnight. Yeah, esports are strangely unique in that, like, if a basketball team didn't want to play basketball anymore, it would just be, like, oh, we're just not going to do it. And then those basketball players would just go play basketball somewhere else. But for a company that owns a game to be like, hey, we don't want this league anymore, and then for it to instantly be shut down, that's, like, yeah, that's a, t- a different amount of power over a sport than most other sports have. Exactly. And I mean, I think I think it is a good. Uh, it, it's coming from a good place, right? I mean, like, yes, it's from it's coming from a place where they do want to save those jobs. They want to save the hardworking people that have put hours and hours and hours into these games and into these leagues and into the the production of these leagues. They they want to mm-hmm. you know make sure that they they don't go unemployed. Oh yeah, and this is you know in South Korea where esports is a huge business. Oh, it's yeah. a huge. A huge thing, a huge deal to them. They actually televise things on their television weekly for mm-hmm. different tournaments from StarCraft Two to uh, League of Legends, Dota, all these different games. They have esports league for, and they are huge in South Korea. So yeah, this is definitely from I think a good place. Yeah, uh, from this congressman. So I hope it gets passed. And now to a game that was developed by five people. Viking Simulator Valheim has sold almost seven million copies, guys. It's insane. It's been out. Less than a year. <laughs> I think it's about, like, what, six months, maybe? I don't even know if it's been out that long. But it's a million yeah, a month. Almost seven. I think it's like 6.8 million copies. Wow. It's been sold. That's 1.4 million copies per developer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My name's Sal, and I'm good at math. <laughs> <laughs> like... That that's so much money because I think the game's like so the game's only money. like fifteen bucks, like ten fifteen bucks yeah. for how much it is. But you know, split between five dudes, <laughs> not a bad payday. Not nope. a bad no, payday. No, no. Hopefully they use so that con- and then they make a new game, more game, more games, more games, more games. Uh, so congrats to you guys over at the Valheim Studios. I forget exactly what's called because I forgot to write it down. But congrats to you guys. It's amazing. Good job. And then speaking of five people, news about Overwatch 2 came out and it has been confirmed that it will go from six versus six people to five versus five Ooh. in their matches. Yeah, it's a, it's a little... That's weird. It's a little weird, right? Yeah, yeah, normally you would go the other way. Normally you would. So instead of there being two support, damage, and tank heroes per team, uh, now there's just going to be one tank per team. Okay. So that's how they're doing it. That should make some of the comp way faster then. It is. It's yeah. going to, it's, it, the, they also are making changes like tanks take less damage. Uh, their abilities have a little bit, they're, they're upping their abilities mm-hmm. and, and they're making little tweaks. Uh, there's like a huge, a huge video that they've done about it. Uh, but Troy's not here. So I feel like I'm betraying him by talking about <laughs> it now without him being. <laughs> we should just talk about things that are wrong so that Troy, when he listens to this, is like, why wasn't I there? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It's actually going to seven versus seven. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, uh-huh. just like, you don't need a healer on your team, though. So it's like not even necessary. Yeah. 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 It's actually just going into a 52 people battle royale. Right. It is. Right. It yeah. is. Yeah. And it's going to be it's going to be called oops all support. Not that yeah. comp means uh. anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> we tease, we tease, we tease. We do, we do. But I am looking forward to Overwatch 2. It does look very good because uh, they put out a video with it. So they showed off like a new game mode as well, a couple of other things. So it's looking good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So that's the end of the news. Now that brings us to our Mighty Morsel Tasty Topic. Mighty, Mighty Morsel, Morsel Tasty, Tasty Topic. topic. 
So weird. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Man. We miss you, Troy. Man, <laughs> we're we gonna be doing so this after off. every every single musical. Or note. Joe's gonna cut all of these bits and then just put in a thing with Troy doing it. We're gonna sound awesome. Awesome. People are gonna be like, "Wow, <laughs> they sound so good." Who's that guy that sounds like Troy? <laughs> and I'll be <laughs> like, "It's Joe. me." Oh yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she got her nodes. Had, uh, she's got nose. <laughs> we had the same joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweet pitch perfect uh, reference. <laughs> uh, but you know what? This week, our Marty Moso Tasty topic will be brought to us by Joe, the amazing deep voice herself. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like Troy. I had an interesting idea for a tasty topic this week. I thought it might be fun to talk about with all the games coming out, and many of them are packed with grinding and special events, holidays, and an endless checklist of things to do. What makes an endless game finally end for y'all? Ooh, okay. I figure I'll start us off. For me, it is the unfortunateness of this shiny new thing. <laughs> I usually can play a game forever, and then literally all it takes is some brand new game to come out, and I'm like, ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Look at the shiny thing. Ooh. I, I absolutely adore endless games. Like I, I literally played Animal Crossing almost for an entire year. And I only kind of fell out of love with it a little bit here and there. And it almost got me back with the cherry blossom stuff. But then there was Zipper. And I was like, oh, piece of candy. There was like eight other games that came out all in the course of like three weeks. And I, I just, I, I haven't gone back. My, my town's probably overrun with weeds. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know what to do. I can't go back and face Marshall now. He'll never be my friend now. He's never going to give me his picture now. So it's the, the unfortunateness of if I see something shiny and new, like I, I usually kind of gravitate towards the new thing to play and then I'll play that until the next new thing there is to play. Or if I have insomnia and then I just play a parking jam game. It's definitely difficult because of like the amount of new content that's come out to not just get instantly distracted by new games. Right. Yeah. So for me, it's shiny new thing. I have the unfortunateness of if it's shiny and it's new, it's getting bought and I'm going to have to backburn or something. Happens to the best of us, show. I'm afraid to go back into my Animal Crossing town too. Like I feel like somehow it's gonna be like the apocalypse, <laughs> and like I'm gonna I'm gonna like walk out of my house. There's not gonna be any villagers around, and I'm gonna be like, where is everybody? I'm gonna walk into town hall, and then there's gonna be Nook, eye patch covering like one <laughs> of his eyes. He's like, you've been missing for quite a long time, and then he starts <laughs> explaining to me like what's happening. Is there an exclamation point and then a little box gets closer and closer and closer yeah. to you? <laughs> Bling! Oh, Somebody man. comes up to him, big boss. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would love to see Nook as Solid Snake. Yeah, right? I agree. It'd be great. Uh, but for myself, uh, it actually is goal-oriented, especially if a game has like unlocks or something like that. Uh, like Let's just say, like for instance, Sims 4. You have different stages of your career that you can go into. You can go into a career and it's like from stage one to stage 10. And usually if I get to stage 10 and I can afford everything that I ever want is when I stop playing the game. <laughs> That's my goal. I, I can afford everything. I'm good. Like with Animal <laughs> Crossing, it was, oh, I have, I'm able to unlock more of the island. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can now get the next tool. Okay, now I have this. Now I have that. Uh, the museum's done now. And that's when I stop. It's just that was I don't even and I don't even know what my final goal is the half the time. Mm -hmm. I just know like when I've reached it, it's like that methadone switch just turns off and it's just, well, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's definitely about new content. Uh, once I stop seeing things that are new, then like I, I, I kind of fall off it. I'm not that type of person that's like a map completionist. Like I was playing Assassin's Creed and I'm really interested by like the new armor and the new ships and the, the, the new story points. I'm really big into story. Uh -huh. um, but like I'm not the type of person that's going to go back and like get every shrine. Like yeah. I don't want to catch those fish. Like if you need 50 fish, go catch your own fish. Like I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm a Viking, damn it. Who do you think you are, Santa Claus? Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the, the shiny points in the map are going to bother me forever. But like as soon as I stop seeing new things, like I'm, I'm not going to go back into that game just to play it over and over and over again. Uh, oh my gosh, can you imagine if they put Santa Claus in Assassin's Creed? Now I definitely want to see Santa Claus in an Assassin's Creed. That'd be pretty amazing. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Santa Claus? That would be a I could imagine a Viking Santa Claus. Oh my gosh, could you imagine Eivor as Santa Claus? Eivor is the one who steps into the shoes of the Santa Claus and it's her armor in red 
Uh, or his, I guess he has a beard when it's the dude Avor. But I'm thinking chick Avor. She's got like a cool, like her hair is like red on the top. And mm-hmm. like, oh, I think she could be Santa. I mean, you already had the elk in the game. I mean, so you could just put. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, For me, I think, to be honest with you guys, I think I just get bored. Like. Yeah. And and it, I, I feel like I used to feel bad about it because like I. Okay. So when. uh. Which Animal Crossing came out for the Wii? City Folk? Yeah, I think it was City Folk. Yeah, City Folk, yeah. Like, City Folk, like, I I rode hard for City Folk. Like, I, I play that almost every day for a really long time. And then, like, I missed, like, maybe, like, one or two days. And then I felt bad about going back. And then at some point, I was just like, eh, you know what? It's just, it's I'm, I'm going to be bored when I go back to the town anyway. Like, same thing for Animal Crossing. Like, you know, this past one I haven't played since New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And I feel really bad, again, because I think there's an apocalypse happening on my island. It's just, I there's other games out there. And it's not that they're shiny and new, but I'm just like, I want to experience something different. I don't necessarily want to keep on playing, like, almost the same day over and over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I'm absolutely in love with Animal Crossing. Like, it's probably my game of the year 2020. Yeah. Animal Crossing is temporary. Rocket League is forever. <laughs> That's you, what the tattoo a, says. Yeah, you were merely adopted into <laughs> exactly. uh, Animal Crossing. You were born into Rocket League. I was born into this. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it, I think I think I just get bored of the of the endless games from time to time, and I'm just like, I I need something new. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even games that have an end, like I get bored of, like or I get like overwhelmed by, like Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. I I put a good like maybe 25 hours into that, and filled out not a lot of the map and i was like well <laughs> overwhelmed herself's not gonna like this delete off the off the ps5 until we come <laughs> back until we meet again i just recently started replaying assassin's creed and i i looked at my map and i had forgotten that i kept going into areas that were way too like power level crazy for me but i the only thing i do in the game is just run around and undo gold you know shiny spots on the map yeah, and I just care about the, the eagle points where you're like looking at and everything. So like, I just want to look at the, the countryside. So it's great. I just roam around. It's a beautiful but game. But I totally agree. The game is gorgeous, but it's way too big. Yep. Like I there I I put it down for I think a good two two months now because mm-hmm. I was like I can't I don't I don't know what to even do and the game's telling me go do these main missions and I'm like I don't care <laughs> I don't. I don't want to know what's going to happen. What's You know what? I already know what sad thing's going to happen yeah. at the end of this. You you foreshadow real heavy, guys. I'm not about that yeah. life. I'm just going to go run around the countryside, but it's way too big. When you're accidentally triggering the uh, the actual like story like cutscenes, and they're like, Eivor, and your first reaction is, shut up. <laughs> like That's when you know you're pretty much done with the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A new game's coming out. I was like, no, I I need to beat this game before I start that new one because I'm never coming back. And it really is just like, oh, my kid's locked in a well. It's like, well, he's dead. And you just keep going, just mainlining. I did that in Red Dead. Like somebody would be getting attacked by a bear. And I'm like, guys, there's no sense in both of us getting attacked by the same bear. I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. 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 I'm just going to. Sorry. I don't. I'm going to loot your body real quick. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't feel like going to the mall today. (laughs) (laughs) You're terrible, Brian. I hate you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, But yeah, that's that's a great. Uh, topic there joe so thank you so much for for bringing that to us it's endless it is <laughs> uh but that has been our mighty, mighty morsel tasty, tasty topic good job editor joe stepping in for just a second here unfortunately halfway through our tasty topic we did lose manda's feed for voice we're sorry all right so confession time all you podcast listeners this is Manda, and I may or may not have messed up my recording this week. Joe, our most excellent editor, is going to do her best to, to cover for my mistake, but part of my recording is lost, so I need you to do me a favor. I need you to imagine how funny and entertaining I was for the second half of this episode this week, because uh, some of my jokes is missing. Uh, just to keep you in the loop, uh, I made a joke about uh, Nook, being a uh, boss from uh, Metal Gear Solid. I made a joke about uh, Eivor being Santa Claus. I had some very insightful information about uh, how I don't play indie games after new content is done, but all of it is lost into the ether of the internet, and I am so sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, won't happen again next week. We figured out our issue, but thank you for listening. 
Bye. And now that brings us to our Dragon of the Week. Do, do, chikadoo, do, chikadoo. It's, it's the Dragon, dragon of, of the Week. week. And, and Troy's not here. It's the Dragon, dragon of the Week. So, so this won't rhyme. Dragon of the Week. Dragon of the Week. <laughs> Dragon of the Week is our segment where we shine a little light, show a little love to the video games industry and all of the people who make the games that we love to play. Bringing us our Dragon of the Week this week is Brian. That's right. It is me, myself. And this week, I'm going to be bringing you guys Jennifer Hale, prolific voice actor, singer, and outdoors lover. So Jennifer was born in 1972 in Labrador, Canada. Shortly thereafter, though, she moved to Alabama with her mom. And growing up, she was raised by her mom and her stepdad. And uh, one of her first acting gigs was when she was paid $35 to do voiceover work for the local Birmingham radio station. She couldn't believe she was getting paid just for talking. She's like, I'm, I'm just, I, I, I talk anyway, so you're going to pay me 35 bucks. All right, let's do this. <laughs> one of the reasons she believed she was hired was that her mom always discouraged her from talking with a southern accent. So she didn't have one, or at least not as much of a one. Mm-hmm. And uh, she loved singing and was in a rock band in high school. So she later went to study acting and singing in college, but didn't like it as she wanted to do something more film related rather than theater. So she got her degree in business because, hey, you got to make money somehow, right? Absolutely. But her first film she ever auditioned for, she got. She was still like doing things locally and everything. And it was for a NBC movie of the week they used to make. You know, they used to do an NBC movie every single week it'd come out. And this was called A Father's Homecoming. And she was like, oh, wow, this is uh, pretty great. So she later got cast to be in several episodes of the soap opera Santa Barbara. And there was over 6,000 people who auditioned for the role. And she got it. And she couldn't believe it. She's like looking around, like uh, talking back on it. She's like, you know, I I used to wear baggy clothes and like big loose fitting shirts. And she was like walking through the audition process. And there's all these gorgeous women there. (laughs) She's like, why did they cast me? (laughs) Of course, it's Santa Barbara, California. It's ridiculous over there. It is. It is. And after acting in more regional roles, though, she actually decided to take the plunge and move to Los Angeles. And so she got smaller roles, uh, you know, most beginning actors do, you know, shows like Melrose Place, uh, ER and Charmed, you know, like little bit roles. But after two years, she was like, hey, I got to do something a little more steady. I need I need like a good paycheck. So she remembered from her radio days and sought out voiceover work. And wouldn't you know it, in 1994, she landed her first major role for a little cartoon series called Where on Earth is Carmen San Diego? <laughs> Wait a second. I love that. That was great. <laughs> who did she who did she play in, in work? She was the one of the main characters, Ivy, an agent trying to catch Carmen San Diego. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. It was it was if you don't remember the series, Carmen Sandy goes on the run because she's a former agent of this uh, uh, shadow or, or not shadow organization from this uh, detective agency called Acme. And so she was a like at first she was the antagonist. Then she became the antihero because she was helping them catch other bad guys mm-hmm. and showing us and showing us part of the world at the same time. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, not only was this a series that ran for five years, a project she thoroughly enjoyed and one of the first cartoons that was classified as educational. But it was also her gateway into voiceovering for video games because it was a successful cartoon in the 90s and it was already based on a video game. They're like, hey, naturally, they're going to make a video game out of that, right? (laughs) Like, safe bet, safe bet. And, you know, of course, she voiced her character from from the cartoon series. And it was definitely a fish out of the water feeling as it was almost completely different from doing normal voiceover work that she was doing. She was baffled by how many lines she had about like flags and about how kind of haphazard the entire process was. They're just like, yeah, do this. Yeah, do, do that line now. Why not? <laughs> like, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, she was like, how are you guys going to use all of the, you know, all these lines? Like I have 150 lines just about different flags. Like, wh- where are this go? Where's this going, guys? <laughs> She's probably like, oh, I can do a better one. And the director's like, uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's, it's good. It's good. We're good. 
And, and from there, though, she would actually go on to work with BioWare's Baldur's Gate, where she was getting comfortable with the medium and actually understanding it better. And this worked out pretty darn well for her and BioWare, as she would go on to voice Bastilla Shan in Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, both one and two. That's super cool. And then she would go on to voice the main character, if you chose the female version, for Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. So the main character in that game. She was, if you you know, if you chose the female one. This is all leading somewhere. Oh, I got a hook. I got a hook. And uh, this would all culminate in what is arguably her most famous video game role, the female voice of Shepard, the main character for the Mass Effect series. And this is actually where I learned her name, uh, because as I played as the female Shepard, her voiceover work was so damn good. I had to know who it was. Like... It was so good. Like, I cannot understate how good of a job she did with Shepard. Every single line, like, has gravitas. Every grunt, every breath. You can actually feel, like, how Shepard's feeling in the moment. And, uh, like, I'm not disparaging Mark Mears' performance as male Shepard. I mean, I'm sure he did a fine job. But I have never heard his lines. <laughs> because Jennifer Shepard is the only Shepard I need. Also, honestly, he's not our dragon, so... Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe. And, like, you might be thinking, man, she's done some pretty big-name stuff. She must not have time to do, like, any other jobs. But no, it's quite the opposite. In 2013, she was recognized by Guinness World Records as the most prolific video game voice actress out there. Like, I haven't even scratched the surface of the memorable characters that she's lent her voice to. She was the main character, Sam, and her rival, Mandy, in Totally Spies. Oh my god, I loved that. Right? Really? Yeah. I didn't realize that was her. She's a yeah, she is a great. Not that I didn't yeah. agree with you, but she's been Cinderella and Princess Aurora in all of their directive video movies. Whoa! Uh, that Disney's put out. Uh, she was the voice of Black Cat in the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. For Hassel, she voiced Naomi Hunter in Metal Gear Solid and no Emma Emmerich way. in Metal Gear Solid Two. What? For Manda. She's voiced the trans male character Krem in Dragon Age Inquisition. And for Joe, she voiced Samus in the Metroid Prime series. And by voice, I mean all of her grunts and random sounds she makes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I guarantee you, listeners, she's voiced a character in either a game or a cartoon series that you love. And you have no idea that she's done it. Like, she actually really appreciates that she went into voiceover work because she's she was like, I can walk in conventions and nobody knows who I am like it's amazing I can just walk around like I'm not Nolan North I can like people at least know who he is because he every he you know mocaps everything he's an actual like thing nobody knows and she's again one of the most prolific voice actresses out there uh, she's also done like commercials uh, back when she was first starting out she would tell her agent hey give me like uh, auditions for males as well like commercials that are only for male voices because I want to try. I want to, you know, I want to give it a shot. That's and awesome. she was getting jobs for those too. Hell yeah. Like commercials that were only going to males. She was doing that good of a job that she was getting those voiceover work. And it's, she's just amazing. And for all of these games though, that she's done voices for, she had actually never played a video game period until 2011. And the reason being that she played a video game was because she was doing an interview with Tom Bissell for the New Yorker. And he had her play the beginning of Mass Effect 2 as her character. Because he was like, hey, I want you to actually experience this. And like him explaining how she was like taking the controller and trying to like work out how it works. She's like, wait, what? what is that stick? He's like, no, it's this one right here. He's like, he's like showing her how to play. But the beginning of Mass Effect 2 is an amazing way to, to like experience her voice acting. Because it is going through an exploding ship. She's like, oh, wow, this is, I can actually tell what Shepard is doing based on my voice acting like I can actually tell Shepard is tired because of this and she like grew a little bit better of appreciation for the crafts um, out of it I mean she never touched another video game again but she at least was like hey that was actually pretty cool I didn't I didn't know about that uh, this aspect of it uh, and so nowadays though she's still doing a ton of voiceover work she is also a huge outdoor lover from rock climbing to horse riding to like gardening. She does like all these things. She actually volunteers to help get horses out of the way of brush fires when they happen in, in, in California. 
Like she's she's part of the team. Like if a brush fire happens, she goes, "All right, let's take the trailer. Let's try to find this. See if there's any horses out here that we need to save." How does it? How does she have all this time? I don't know. I like, really don't. <laughs> do do her do her days work differently? Like does she get more hours because of all the stuff she's done? I don't know because like I've I like watch her. I was reading all of her like interviews that she's been doing over the time. And she talks about how she's like kind of like an amateur carpenter as well. She likes to build <laughs> things for houses. She, uh, she actually loves uh, when it comes to houses, how like she loves like the worst house on a good street. Like, she, like that's her favorite thing is to see a, like the worst house on a, on a great street. Cause she wants, she can see how she can like fix it up or how she can see how the space works. And she said, she's like, she's like, I, if I did, if I wasn't doing voiceover work, I probably would be an architect because I just love that aspect of it. That's awesome. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's super awesome. Uh, she is like an overall amazing person, and that is why Jennifer Hale is my Dragon of the Week. Dragon, Dragon of, the of the Week. Jennifer Hale, look her up. She's done tons of interviews out there. Look up her like IMDb. Like, I think in 2013, she had already had, like, over 120 voice over, like, video That's game credits insane. alone. That's crazy. It's, 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 it's great. It's great. Uh, but unfortunately, though, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. But you can always find us online. To continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for the latest in indie game news, on Instagram for updates and silly images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for live gaming and just chatting every day of the week. We are at Taste of Dragons everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you. And also, we still have our gem of the week, our beeb of the week, if you will. And it's going to be brought to us by Joe. That's right. The gem of the week is from the wonderful, the fantastic Cold Ash, who stated during one of our streams this past week, good time to find out your blood type is when you're selling it for rice cooker money. (laughs) That is an amazing time to find out. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had no idea what he was talking about, but it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I, I don't think I've ever bought one of those, so that's probably why I don't know what my blood type is. Give more right? blood, man. <laughs> Wait, you buy blood? You can. Amanda, where do you buy your blood? You got a blood guy? Who doesn't have a blood guy? What, you guys don't have blood guys? Yeah, I'm running straight to Nook. He's going to know what to do. <laughs> oh, man, your blood guy's the same as my blood guy. Damn it. It's going to be no blood left for me. <laughs> so thank you, Cold Ash. Thank you for bringing such joy to our lives, as always. That's right. And as always, my name is Brian. I'm Hassel. And I'm Joe. And we are The The Taste Taste of Dragons. Dragons. Have a great night, everyone. Hey, Troy, you (laughs) want to start a FIFA? Yes, Hassel, I would love to play FIFA with you. (laughs) That's my best Troy Taste of Dragons gaming podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste.